Welcome to the podcast. I'm Carla Joy Treadway. I'm here to help you navigate nuanced conversations and explore topics that demand your attention and awareness. There is no topic off limits here. Together, we will seek to find the middle path, explore the polarities of darkness and light, left and right, grace and grit. As a writer, life coach, and seasoned yogi, I'm in the business of awareness and conscious action. I'm here to create space for the conversations that need to be had in order to create solutions that bridge the divide between humans. Sensemaking will use practical, logical, philosophical, and spiritual tools to help us gain well-rounded perspectives on issues that strike a chord. Let's get started. Hey guys, this podcast is a little different and I'm sorry it's not the best quality because you guys are just going on a little walk and talk with me through the woods. So instead of my professional microphone right now, you guys are just in my, just in my ears and my AirPods. So we're just doing it a little casual today. I hope you don't mind. Today is a very heavy day. I have had so many incredibly tough conversations this week. And at the same time, some really amazing conversations. You know, there's so many incredibly inspiring and good people out there. People who you can just have conversations with. You know, you can you can disagree, but still just talk about things without there being emotion, unnecessary emotion, I'll say. You know, just talk to each other, address each other as human beings. And I just want to say first, there's so much of that. What I had a hard time with this week is talking to the kind of human beings that don't appreciate that, that aren't able to have conversations at all. I'm talking not even a fight, not even a fight. A fight wouldn't be so bad. We're talking about people who refuse to talk at all. The kind of people that shut you out or gaslight you or ignore you when there is something that should be or needs to be talked about. And that, my friends, is the thing that drains this girl more than anything else in the world. I mean anything. During this whole pandemic, scandemic, whatever you want to call it, it, this was that same frustration. This is the same thing I was witnessing and experiencing, where instead of roundtable discussions with experts, we had approved speakers and then a whole host of other experts, epidemiologists, Nobel Prize winning scientists that were just not allowed to speak. 
In fact, they were fired and canceled and censored and smeared and punished. No conversation. And maybe things have always been this way and I've just started noticing the last few years, but it's horrific. And this podcast isn't about, I'm not trying to rant. Uh, I'm not trying to just unearth my dirty laundry on you guys. I want, I, I want to take you guys to some solutions, but also acknowledge that I, I don't have answers. I have ways of dealing with these things that I'd like to share with you. But this, this thing, it, it exists. And I'm just someone that believes that two human beings can sit down across from one another, talk out their problems, and make a solution. And to me, that just sounds so reasonable, incredibly fair. I I don't see why anyone would have a problem with that, but that's actually not most people's reality. One of my tough conversations this week was with the school and schools and the educational system is something that I've had on my heart and on my mind for a really long time. And throughout the entire pandemic, what I experienced was I would write a very polite, well thought out email polite, kind, respectful, with very legitimate sources linked to some of my questions. Um, I would ask the principals and the school, school board members if they could please show me what they were seeing and the evidence for it, because um, maybe there's something I'm missing and I would like to see it. And it, it seems like if you were to approach people like that, calm, kind, reasonable, and ask them to share their side. You, you would think you would get somewhere. And what I got was dead silence. Nobody answered. People refused to talk about it. And look, I live in a small town too. And I remember pressing one of the higher ups who didn't respond to my emails. And I said, look, I I happen to have her phone number, by the way. I said, I'm going to bump into you at the grocery store. Are you really going to ignore these emails? And it was just such a disempowering experience. And it just led to so many more problems. Because now I'm truly in this really unfortunate place. Uh, My communication with health unit... Uh, doctors. It, it was all the same. Well, now I'm in this position where I no longer trust school officials. I'm extremely distrustful, disheartened, and there's there's just such a wound there. And it never had to be this way. This is the frustrating part. It never had to be this way. We could have just talked, and if you had allowed me to talk, you would have one, saw that a lot of my points were correct. But 
we could have come to a, at least a level of agreement in some way, shape, or form. We could have come up with some better solutions. But because the school on every level refused to engage at all, well, a group of us, what does that do to someone? Not only disempowered, and I think like the goal was, well, we'll just disempower them and then they'll just go away. But when it comes to our kids, that's just not going to happen. So because there was a complete unwillingness to engage, we had to link arms with Action for Canada. And we had to move towards legal matters. Because when you put parents, when you put their backs up against a wall, they're not going to back down, or at least that's not the kind of person I am. We have to go to these extreme measures. And it's unfortunate because, like I said, it never had to be that way. So there's just such a toxic environment now between parent and teacher and parent and schools, parents and their doctors, parents and the health unit. Guys, I do not trust our health unit at all. The, I, the idea of them showing up in my children's school after telling kids that they didn't need parental permission, it makes my blood boil. And I know people that work at the health unit, and I know that they are good. I know that there's a lot of good people there. I know that there's a lot of people there that would never inject my kids without parental consent. But then I know that there's some that absolutely would. So now there's just such a toxic environment in our community. All because people refuse to talk. And when I think about the stuff that I'm worried about with the schools, and that's a whole show in and of itself, I'm worried about school standards, decreasing grades, lowering, lowering the standards of those grades to look like there's really not an issue with education. Um, I'm concerned about us moving away from academics, you know, math, literacy, and towards things like the politicization of the classroom, extreme ideologies taught in the classroom, like CRT and gender ideology, or inappropriate sexual content. There's, there's lots of problems. And I find myself here in the exact same position as I was during the pandemic, where everybody points fingers and they deflect blame to, we're just doing what we're told, and an un willingness to engage in conversation or you know if if you actually are lucky enough to somehow get someone to reply back what the reply is is the deflection there there is no it's, it's almost like you're talking to a robot right this is our policy here's where you can go to read this but there's not a recognition of human and one another so where do we go from here? So my conversations this week, one, I really needed to unearth that in our local schools, that deep wound that they have caused in our community. Because I think a lot of people just thought that we forgot or that it's all swept under the table. I let them know this this week, that 
they treated me and many of my peers less than human. That because they refused to just have polite discourse, they terrified parents to the point where they had to get law involved. And it never had to be that way. And that was a choice they made. And this relationship is forever wounded. And it didn't make the problems go away. When I say problems, I mean us, the parents. It didn't make the parents go away. It turned us into a different kind of person. Again, one where we are now less calm, less willing to have a conversation, and more likely to go directly to extreme measures because now we see how this works. And they've really injured the system. And I know that I don't just speak for myself when I say this. I, I know a lot of you listening to this right now don't trust the hospitals, don't trust your doctors, don't trust the health unit, don't trust your teachers, don't trust the law or the banks because of what's happened. And everything could have been solved with a conversation. I've been thinking about this a lot, and I think it's why I love this podcast so much. It's why I actually enjoy building community in my social channels, because um, I always take things beyond a post. I engage in real conversation with people. Not the trolls in the comment section, but, you know, people that actually want to have conversations with you. And last night, like, I I already had a bunch of really tough conversations this week, just unearthing that. But then last night, long just to sort of summarize my predicament, um, there, there was a kid uh, bullying one of my kids. And before I was going to jump to any kind of conclusions, uh, you know, this, this kid did some, he did, he did some pretty bad things and it's on record and it's on, it's on my phone. So I reached out to his parents and I said, Hey, can we, can we talk? And one of them was very nice and we did talk and there was no finger pointing. There was, hey, this is what's happening. I understand that, like, we're both probably getting half-truths to the situation. How do we work this out? And, and to be honest, guys, like, it was good. Like, problems happen. Kids are kids. Bad shit happens. And we actually just talked. Then I talked to the mother. Well, then the mother started messaging me, actually. Very different. And I said the same thing. Hey, can we can we talk? And I don't know this person at all. Never met this person. And she just went into full character assassination. Not only of me, but my kid. She refused to get on the phone. She added in a whole bunch more bullying herself. And guys, it lit rage, pure rage within me. And I kept trying to reel it in. I sent her some voice messages and just said, look, 
I don't know you. I'm certainly not here to fight with you. I just want to talk. And, you know, her, her own wounds were so clearly coming through just full attack mode, denial of responsibility, zero willingness to engage. By the end of that thread of messages, my friends, I was ready to burn the house down. I was so filled with rage and frustration at the lack of humanness in this person. I was ready to call like the police or a lawyer up. And of course I didn't, but that's what it brought up in me. Those were my feelings. That was just my humanness coming out. Like people just don't get it. It's okay. You can have uncomfortable conversations and you don't need to sensationalize things. You don't need to take it to this level. You don't need to be mean to one another. You don't need to attack one another. It is totally possible just to talk. And thank God last night that I was able to talk to the father and he was kind and reasonable because it allowed me just to put this issue to bed. But it's, it's alarming and rattling that there are people like that out there. And most reasonable people think, you know, like if you just keep trying, if you keep being nice and, you know, you can talk it out and everything's fine. But what I want to share with you guys is I'm, I'm a big proponent of acceptance I hate that word, guys. It's one of the hardest things to do in the world. It's not my favorite word. But acceptance is something I had to do. And acceptance is to set me free, right? Because I just had pure rage last night. This boy had done something very serious to hurt my daughter. It was really hard to put that to bed. It was really hard to accept that there wasn't going to be anything done about it, that there wasn't ever going to be a conversation, that they like we couldn't just talk mother to mother. It's just it's not going to happen. She's not able to do that. So I had to accept that there is no amount of me trying to talk or trying to be nice or trying to make it another way or wish it to be another way. It's just not going to be another way. So I just have to let that go. Super hard, right? <laughs> so, and obviously too, this is, this is what happened the whole last three years. This is one micro example of where we're at in the world. People are so shaky with their sense of selves that they are not able to have conversations. These wild ideologies that are being taught in school, they're also not based in truths or stability. So this is why they also don't hold up to scrutiny. When practices and policies are based in logic and reason and science, and there's, there's a lot of evidence to back them up, then 
people are able to have conversations about them because there are facts to back them up. Then it's easy to have a conversation. When you are standing on very shaky ground, either with your beliefs and opinions, if you don't have evidence or proof to back them up, people will go straight into attack mode. That's just what they do. And same with the person. If a person doesn't have a really strong, rooted, grounded sense of their selves, they will go straight to attack mode too. They'll go to attack. They will go to censorship. They will go to cancel culture. They will go to name calling because they're not stable. So when you get yourself stuck in these positions, I want you to remember a few things. One, this is life, and there will always be people like this in your life. There's no escaping it. Doesn't that, it, it sucks, and it's just reality. You know, when you're just like, you're living your life and everything's going great, and then you just kind of get slapped with one of these problems out of nowhere, and you're like, why? Why? Everything was just going so great. I just want you to know that and expect that. I don't want you to look over your shoulder or see the worst in people. I just want you to know that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So we got to know what to do when it does happen. I want you to remember this idea about people being unstable or unsure of themselves because this will serve you. When someone attacks you, when someone refuses to engage in conversation with you, I want you to remember that you've already won because the reason that they won't engage with you is because they don't actually have a leg to stand on. So remember that, that you've already won. So there's no need to push, to force a conversation to happen with someone that doesn't have a leg to stand on. There's no reason. Because people that know who they are and people who know what they're talking about will meet you with respect, will be able to talk rationally and calmly, but the people who can't handle that, they don't have a leg to stand on. So you don't have to force a conversation. You just don't. You know, when it comes to institutional change, by all means, please keep going. There's things in this country that need to change. So maybe it's that you change who you're talking to. Maybe you take it to another level. Maybe instead of talking to the schools, you take it to your premier. You take it to the director of education. So maybe you need to keep switching people. Maybe you need to gather more of you who approach this individual all at once. But don't keep beating a dead horse. You don't have to keep fighting with that same person, butting heads. 
if they don't have a leg to stand on, if they won't engage in polite conversation with you, remember it's because they don't actually have an arguable point. So take it to someone else, table it, do what you need to do, or just accept your victory and let it go. Let go that this other person needs to understand you because they're just not going to. They haven't done the work. They're not open. They're not able to have a conversation. So you can just let it go. There's nothing you can do. Let it go. Accept that it's just not going to be another way. And this is a tool that I learned in my second level of integrated coach training. When someone rattles you, when someone makes your blood boil, when someone gets in your head and you can't get them out and you're and you know you don't want to think about it anymore. I want you to remember that there are 75 rings of energy around your body. And ring one is at the very core of your being. Ring one is at the very core of your being. And each ring, as you get further and further away from your body, is the place where you get to care less and less and less about the person and their effect on you. For example, if you have an enemy, you want them on ring 75. Now, the only person that should ever be in ring one is you. And guys, energy is real, so pay attention here. The only person in ring one of energy is you. This is like your soul, your spirit, your safe place. If another person is disturbing you, that means you let them into ring one. Get them out of there. You are giving too many fucks, sorry for swearing, about this person. They need to get out of ring one. So I want you to visually take this person and you place them as far away from ring one as possible. Get them to 75, get them to 175, whatever you need, but get them out of your inner circle. And guys, you can put anyone in these energy rings. So not even your spouse or your kids deserve a spot in ring one. They don't. Maybe some days your kids are kind of irking you. You can put them at ring 10. You know, I love you. I care for you. I just need you out of my circle a little bit further. If you are having a feud from like a family member, just like push them out a little. Ring 20, ring 30. You know, it doesn't mean you don't love them. You can still love them. You just can care a little less about their effect on you in that moment. This is a great tool in a pinch. This is an effective visualization. And the energetic change that you'll get from this practice is 
it's real. So just remember anytime any I feel better even as I'm just explaining this because I have put this person in ring 75 with like an iron gate. <laughs> Try it out. Try it out. Conversations, guys, are a real sign of your growth and evolution. People that are able to stay kind, even through disagreement, are exceptionally evolved humans. And we all do the wrong thing sometimes. We are all capable of being rude, of being indignant, of being passive aggressive. So just remember that. We're all capable of doing it. We all get triggered. The goal is to move towards that place where we are able to maintain our integrity even during stressful and uncomfortable times. Brené Brown does a lot of really amazing work. She calls it her, her practice of vulnerability. We want to stay brave. So when you think of being brave in a conversation, that's having an uncomfortable conversation, right? So we need to be brave. But we don't want to armor up. The second you feel uncomfortable, you don't need to put your armor on. You need to stay calm. That's it. You need to stay calm. When we armor up, that's when we start to lose the conversation. When people refuse to have a conversation, they're armoring up because they don't have a leg to stand on. Remember that it's not about you when they do this. Know that they are armoring up because they are on shaky ground and they are not your problem to fix. It is not your business why they feel the need to armor up. It is not your business why they do or do not like you. It is not your business or job to fix them or heal them or make them understand. Because if the armor is on, there is no room for understanding. And it's just not gonna be another way. So notice this within yourself too. If you find yourself starting to armor up, put on this hard shell, this unwillingness to talk, to engage. If you wanna go straight to anger or being rude or name calling, know that you have now ended the opportunity for resolution. Life is hard. Conversations are uncomfortable. This is just part of being human. You can't avoid it. With the evolution of technology, people are getting worse and worse at being able to have conversation. 
you know, like this, this person only wanting to text mean things to me, <laughs> right? People, people aren't able to talk anymore. And it is a, I also want you to acknowledge when someone is willing to have a, a conversation with you, when you know, like, hey, this is uncomfortable for me and it's uncomfortable for them. Even if you guys don't reach a, con a conclusion or a solution, acknowledge that in the other person. This, it, the people that are able to talk to you kindly, they are an evolved person. You still might not find a solution. You still might not like each other. That's okay. But at least you're both on your way to some really good places if you're able to do that. Stay human, you guys. Stay human. There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of shitty people in the world. A lot of shitty, unhealed assholes out there. There really are. They're always going to be there. They're always going to find you. Don't forget that people change. Even assholes. And also don't forget that there are way more good and kind and open humans in this world than there are assholes. I guarantee it. You know, I've never taken a, a full formal study on this, but I'm pretty sure the vast majority of people are kind and good and reasonable. Remember that. So our work friends is always just to make sure that we are that. We can't control other people. We can't control how other people are going to receive a conversation. We can only control ourselves and how we show up in our own daily practices and work that keep us calm. It's all we can do. And hopefully, the work that we do on ourselves becomes contagious. That when our energy is regulated, that we approach people from a place where we are kind and loving, even if inside we're boiling, that will rub off on people. Because energy is contagious. You guys know that. You guys know if you guys come in hot, hot out of the gates, raging, name calling, well, you know exactly what you're going to get on the other end. So stay open, stay kind, stay human, no matter what. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry, I was probably breathing a little hard as I, as I walked my two doggies here out in the cold. But I just really wanted to share that in the moment because, man, it's been, it's been a wild week. And I know that a lot of you will benefit from this conversation. I know a lot of you are remembering a lot of things right now that are either going well or things that you need to work on. And I like sharing my process with you guys so that you know we're all just humans. We're all just working through it. We're all just trying to figure it out.
we're all just trying to make sense of this wild clown world together. So thanks for listening. I promise I will be back in my office next time with proper setups and microphone. Hopefully the sound wasn't too distracting for you guys. And if you get value from listening to this podcast, please think of hitting the subscribe button or sharing this episode with a friend, maybe someone that's going through a frustrating time as well. And that's it. So thank you guys so much. I will see you. I'll see you next time. Bye.